0: Bye. Welcome back to Talk Like a Fan. I'm your host, Estelle Clapham, and joining me again this week is Isabel Russo. Hey, Isabel, how are you?
1: Hi, Estelle. I'm good. How are you?
0: (laughs) Yeah, really good. I'm feeling a bit tired today, so I'm not going to lie. Getting the energy levels up is is hard, but I'm trying. I'm trying. (laughs) You sound great to me. Oh, thank you. Now, just before we jump into f one, I just want to quickly discuss W series, which um they started the their twenty twenty one season yesterday at Austria and had their ra- first race um and it was really exciting because a friend of the female drive, Sarah Moore, came second. Alice Powell, who's a British racer, came first. Um, yeah, it was just really great to watch. I mean, it's so different to go from f one qualifying to watching. W series and um, but it's just so great to see women on an F one track and like literally going going out uh, just after the F one drivers. It's so exciting.
1: Yeah, it's great. It's great to see, and it was my first time watching anything with W series. Obviously, I know about it um, mostly from you. <laughs> and then from some other investigation after listening to uh listening to the female drive um and i just i was fascinated i don't watch f3 so i know they're f3 cars but that was a whole new experience for me they sound different or um so it was yeah it was really cool to have them back to back you know right from f1 qualifying into w series very cool
0: yeah, and it's exciting because they're going to obviously be racing again next week in Austria. And hopefully, I'm hoping next week, well, I'm due to go to the uh, Austrian Grand Prix next week. And so my plan is definitely to obviously watch the Women in W Series and um, watch their races. And obviously, they're qualifying as well. would be really great. So oh, I'm so excited. So cool. <laughs> I know. (laughs) I'm so, so excited. So yeah, definitely looking forward to that. Um, but I have to say like Sarah Moore has obviously become a bit of a friend of mine through the podcast. And so like, it was very, um, exciting to see her do really, really well. Um, and I can't wait. Um Caitlin is a reserved is a reserve driver for W series. So I'm excited to see her race one day. So it's really, really exciting to know these girls and support them. And yeah, I'm just excited for the rest of the season. Yeah. Yeah. And if any of the listeners haven't had a chance to go and watch W series, definitely try and and you know, go and watch it. It's accessible in so many different places all around the world. So definitely go and support the women and and just see what they're doing and and um that you know check out this championship on that note <laughs> let's move on to uh formula one which today we're reviewing the styrian grand prix in austria um and i'm not going to beat around the bush uh, i really struggled watching this race this, this week, I swear my neck is in agony because if I shook my head any longer, it was going to fall off my body. I swear. (laughs) It was just one of those races where I just had my head in my hands and was like, what is going on? Oh no. Are you, uh, where,
1: what are you referring to
0: specifically? I think maybe last week I got a little bit too excited about McLaren doing reasonably well. And even though like Lando was still in the points, he still did quite well. He, He Uh, he was solo for majority of the race. There wasn't really any battles. And you've got to remember last year at this track is where we saw the birth of last lap Lando. And there was just none of that today. There was nothing really, there was definitely no battles up the front. Anything from, you know, pole down, you know, first place all the way down to fifth. They were all basically driving their own race. The gaps were so big in between. Um, It was just, disappointing on so many levels maybe it's because you know I judge it off how McLaren do (laughs) but I yeah I don't know like it, it was it was just a bit of a frustrating race for me if I'm honest that's fair that's fair I was very excited
1: for this race because it was the first race the same track uh as the first race I ever watched last year yeah so it's it's
0: a track that you know because we also had two races there last year. So. Yeah,
1: and it seems to be a pretty fast track. I mean, even though there are a number of uh, terms, uh, turns that are numbered, really there's not that many where they actually have to like brake and turn the wheel very far. Um, so yeah, a- their turns aren't
0: actual turns, a lot of them. <laughs>
1: yeah, and there's lots of elevation, so it feels like someplace that you'd really get a lot of excitement. I mean, there was a ton of overtaking sort of further down uh, the field, and and after after his pit stop and after a disastrous first lap for Leclerc, he really just picked one car off after the next and had a great, great uh, race and that driver of the day. I mean, I'm sure there's a couple of uh, other drivers who wouldn't agree with that, but that type oh. of activity was sort of what we were hoping for at the front as well especially after last week and what we know of this track but so I agree. there's
0: no there's no doubt no one can argue that Leclerc didn't deserve driver of the day today it, he absolutely deserved driver of the day i think he, even he said himself it's one of the hardest races that he's had to fight for i mean it was disappointing he obviously didn't have the position that he wanted in the end but there's no doubt that he didn't work for it today he was incredibly incredible. Um, I want to jump to him in a minute, but let's go back to the start. So we talked about Leclerc having the incident where he had to pit and have his front wing changed, but also Gasly, poor Gasly, who had, who had um, qualified in sixth, had a massive, I mean, on Sky Sports, they were calling it a puncture. I think it was a bit more than a puncture. <laughs> that tire was destroyed. So there was no and and obviously it um upset his suspension as well. So there was no way, unfortunately, he was going to come back. So he, he was out of the race. But for me, what was disappointing is Daniel Ricardo qualified quite poor well. I don't want to say quite poorly, but definitely I watched free practice on Friday, um, second free practice on Friday, and he was second fastest. And then yesterday, his qualifying, there was just no pace. I don't know where it went. I mean, I don't know why this keeps happening. It's really disappointing to see. So after that, he went from 13th to 9th. So he had had really had a reasonable start and had gotten up there. And then all of a sudden, he has like power loss. And he's back down to 13th. It's just he got overtaken by Sonoda, Sainz, Vettel, Raikkonen. And then what was even weirder is Norris was in third and holding his position quite well in third. But then he also had something similar happen and dropped down to fifth. So as a McLaren fan, it's like disappointing to see because you're just trying to figure out how this happens and why this happens.
1: Yeah, and Norris starting in third was a career best start for – uh um for a race and it was so exciting to see him potentially be f- in that position for a long period of time and holding off for a while and then it looked as though he had a similar issue to to Ricardo and just had you know Mercedes and Red Bull pass him like he was out on a Sunday stroll
0: <laughs> he literally it, it, honestly the whole race the gap between the car in front of Norris and the gap behind Norris was so large. He literally was driving his own race. (laughs) He was just like out there and it was like a Sunday stroll. Like, you know, I don't know. Can we use the word stroll with Lance in the competition? I don't know, you know. (laughs) But, yeah, no, it's like he was seriously going for a Sunday drive and what a beautiful place to drive because that track is stunning. Um, But I'm sure that's not not how he wanted his Sunday to be going, that's for sure. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think there was one point in the race, I think it was around lap 15, I think the bottom, so behind Norris, I think there were like six cars at one point battling for seventh, which is crazy. Like it was, that's where the battles were this race. And obviously we do see them kind of like in the midsection of the race. That's not uncommon, but it was just like you had... I mean, there was just such a bunch up in that. And I think at one point as well, there, there was only the, the highest gap between them was like 1.5 seconds. It was, you know, that was the most gap. So it was really tight in that that kind of mid area, which, you know, was interesting. But again, not really the the battles. There was not enough. To me personally, I didn't think there was enough overtaking. Um, it wasn't that exciting.
1: There seemed to be a lot of overtaking and switching, like getting halfway there and then on the next DRS zone, really going for it. I mean, it's how Leclerc got himself back up into a reasonable spot after. Um, But I think that's what sort of was happening. It was like a lot with Alonso in that midfield um, that people would get sort of halfway and then drop back and not be able to make the full overtake. So we did watch a lot of, sort of the same thing happening over and over again and and Russell running in 8 yeah. for so long and doing really doing well but clearly was having mechanical issues and it was a little heartbreaking to watch cuz you know you want him to do well and um and it was the highest he had been running for a while as a Williams driver so
0: I think as well it came down to his pit stop. I think there was an issue with his pit stop because um, I know they had to pit him more than once um, to try and sort it, and in the end obviously he had to retire from the race. But I agree with you. It's so upsetting because obviously he he started in, in 10th and was doing really well, and it would have been really nice. Like it's very rare that you get to see Williams' cars that high up the the pack, and to be honest, I didn't think that he was going to have the speed to withhold That position, but he did. He did such a good, you know, he was really driving well. And then, you know, unfortunately, as we said, like he he had to retire. And it was just, again, just especially after last week when he had he had finished 12th, which I think was really such a good I mean, it was he's improving all the time. And he really needs to because he's such a fantastic driver and to be considered for the top teams, he needs to kind of be driving like higher up in the in the field because otherwise no one's going to really know his capabilities um As a driver in in terms of battles, like you can't be just at the back of the pack having, as we said, out, you know, your Sunday drives. You've got to really be showing your skill and your finesse. And that can only really happen when you're going up against, you know, when you're having battles and overtakes and, you know, defending your position. Anyway, I'm going a bit off on a tangent now. I think it's the tired rambling. (laughs) Was there anything that really shocked you this race or do you think that it was all pretty, pretty um, expected? Shocked me. Um
1: I think the thing that was shocking was that Mercedes didn't weren't able to have the pace to put a large amount of pressure on Verstappen. I mean, he was out in front from the beginning and pretty much was by himself. There was a little bit of concern about what was going on behind, but really there wasn't that much of a challenge from specifically Hamilton, but really from either Mercedes, which I'm a little bit surprised about. I would have thought uh, there would have been a little bit more of a battle.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I think even at one point, I think he was eight seconds behind, 8.4. It's just crazy. Like, Where is that gap and why does it exist? And I must admit, although I'm really enjoying the challenge and there being actual like excitement back into the race and that Hamilton isn't the ultimate shoe-in for the championship, I'm going to say something. I will be really upset if he doesn't win this year. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. I will be upset. I really wanted him to kind of, I mean, I know eight championships probably seems like, yeah, you've had your time. It's fine. You don't need eight. You can rest on seven. Seven is plenty. But it would have been nice for him to ultimately be the best. And then I think I'd be happy. I would personally would be happy with that. I'd be like, yeah, okay, he's the best. That's fine. We can <laughs> You'd we can be take happy that.
1: you can separate.
0: Yeah, at the moment he's just equal the best. He's not the best. But you well,
1: know. You know, we're barely halfway through. So hopefully I know. <laughs> um, hopefully Mercedes will figure out sort of what's going on uh, and put up a real challenge.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think they've got to because at the moment, although, I mean, you look at the podium and you're like, oh, wow, well, it's not really a different podium from any podium we've e- ever seen. It's like still Mercedes and a Red Bull. But the gaps between, I mean, I, I, the, I just can't believe how big the gaps were. Like, and it's not even that the gap between Hamilton and Verstappen was big, there was even a greater gap between Bottas and Hamilton. It's like, anyway, I just, I just can't believe it. I just think it's, it's crazy. I just, yeah, I don't know.
1: I do remember seeing that a bit last year at the beginning of the um, season where it was these large gaps between first and second or between second and third. And I wonder if it's just the specific tracks or if it has something else going on.
0: But see, it used to be Hamilton, right? (laughs) <laughs> it used to be Hamilton in first, and he would just fly out of there, and there'd be this massive gap between him and second. And that's not happening anymore. And I don't know what's gone, what's changed. And and I I mean I don't know. I I guess it doesn't really matter. As I said, it it does make it more exciting, and it does, you know. I don't know. It's always it's always nicer though if you're going to have a challenged have direct challenges in the race not just like oh well max got first and like that's gonna cause a problem for lewis it's like well i'd like to actually see them really battle it on 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 the track not just in the championship you know
1: definitely well who knows they're back on the same place next week so maybe um maybe we'll see some of that
0: yeah yeah now, one thing that was interesting is when everyone did their pit stops, it was like there was no real strategy this week, but it was interesting because um, obviously Kimi Räikkönen was on was the only one that I think started on hard tyres and then went through for a majority of the race. He did quite well, but he still pitted before Sainz and Ricciardo. But then Sainz and Ricciardo, so Sainz I think was um, fifth and Ricciardo was eighth. I think just from memory. I mean, gosh, these races go so quickly, but it's so interesting because they pitted at the same time, and to see where Sainz came out and where Ricardo came out—that extra four tenths of a second just changes everything. Because Ricardo went back down to fifteenth, and Sainz went back to seventh. Just <laughs> like crazy to me. I just think like that is a direct comparison of how much a pit stop matters. And just while we're on the topic of Ferrari, Ferrari, I have like, it's been interesting because they've had like earlier in the season, I thought they were having a bit of a comeback. And then obviously last race and like we've had a few races where it's been a bit unpredictable and they haven't done as well, which as a McLaren fan is fantastic because in the constructors championship, we want them to end up third. Like, that's what we want. We want no competition. And so today, the first half of the race, I was like, well, McLaren's not doing great, but at least Ferrari isn't doing that well. And (laughs) then obviously Leclerc, being the driver that he is, got back, not only got back into the points, but got quite a way up. They were basically next to each other. And it was like, oh, I mean, fantastic. You know, I love Leclerc and, you know, I'm happy for signs as well. But (laughs) as a McLaren fan, I'm secretly like... (laughs) (laughs) secretly boiling on the inside yeah it's it's nice to watch
1: people having comebacks or or doing really well but yeah we'd really like um ferrari to be a comfortable force
0: yeah definitely like i want them to do well but not at the expense of ricardo and norris (laughs)
1: Agreed. agreed.
0: Basically. (laughs) we are not nice here at all. I mean, here I am saying like, I want more challenges. It makes it more exciting. And then I'm like, but don't challenge my team. Like you can challenge everyone else, just not my team. (laughs) Oh, anyway. I mean, you can tell I'm like not my regular cheery self. You can tell I'm like a little bit disheartened about this race. But I mean, it's just me. I just don't know. Maybe it's like, I don't know. I don't know.
1: I think I think there was a bit of excitement in the middle and in the midfield and uh you know it wasn't it wasn't a, a McLaren heavy race and so sometimes that can be a little <laughs> a little bit sad but it was it is nice to see other people getting some airtime and to see those challenges in the midfield and and um a little bit of back and forth strategy of of Mercedes and Red Bull but
0: uh you know, we're always like a, a McLaren heavy race. Yeah, definitely. I just, I I think now it's just, it's becoming slightly difficult because you don't know where it's going so wrong for Ricardo. You don't know if it's him or if it's the car, Mm. if it's the team, like you just don't know because as I said, a free practice on Friday. And I know that practice isn't always the be all and end all. It's literally a practice. It's like, yeah, okay. They can set a fast time, but that's because not everyone's going at the full pace they probably want to. But, like, the fact that he did really well on Friday and then basically loses power in the race, it's, it's like, really – hard to watch. It's really hard to watch. Cause as I said, I think another episode, it's like five steps forward and 10 steps back, you know?
1: (laughs) Yeah. But you know, that push pull is always going to be, always (laughs) going to be there. And I wonder if also, uh, the temperatures were so different today than they were during practice and qualifying. And a lot of drivers were talking about the wind on the radio. And I wonder if just the general conditions, there was rain potential for rain at one point, I wonder if general um, environmental conditions change some things as well.
0: Yeah, definitely. And next week's going to be completely different again. So uh, its I think it's due for rain next week, Whew. which, I mean. love a rain race. Yeah, I don't know how I'll go sitting in it, but that's okay. Oh,
1: no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Just wear my poncho. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks so much for reviewing what was, I guess, an okay race. <laughs> it was beautiful to be back in Austria. I love, I love that track and it's beautiful to watch. Much better than last week, watching at Paul Ricard with all the lines. I don't know who designed that track and thought that was a great idea, but I tell you, my eyes adjusting this week was, it was so much better. It was so much nicer. <laughs> the greenery, the clear tracks, uh, it was great. It's fantastic. We should be doing a review next week, but let's see how I go after the race. (laughs) (laughs) But thanks to the listeners for joining me again. I always love doing these, even on days where it's not the results I necessarily want. Um, So thanks for listening and hope to do it all again soon. Thanks, Michelle.